Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 177. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are in the thick of preparing the blogging system right now. Yes, we are. And we're so excited to release that uh, here pretty soon. So just know we've been working hard on that and uh, we'll be talking a lot more here soon. Yep. I'm very excited about it. Lots of great new, not only lessons in there, um, some updated lessons, uh, new teachings, but overall just a better format um, for kind of a longer term vision and plan of success. So it's going to be really great. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. It's going to be overall a more robust system yep. like the YouTube system. So, but in the meantime, don't worry. Everything is still relevant in the current yes. course. So keep on going. Yep. Okay. So first question is from Ricky seven, seven, six. And he says, just an idea, but if I was planning on adding a new site in, let's say six months, would it be worth building the site and putting a couple of articles on and then leaving it until I'm ready? Will this help with the ghost town phase? Okay. So yes, I think this is a really interesting idea. Um, putting some articles on a website that you're not quite ready to work on, but you probably have some articles ready for, and then just letting them marinate for six ish months until you're kind of ready to work on it. I think this could work. Um, We've built quite a few sites like this where we do sort of an initial batch of content and then we just kind of turn it out to the pasture for a while uh, to let the content rank without doing too much more on it. I don't think it's the best approach uh, because I think that consistency, consistent publishing is key. I do think that's one of the indicators that Google looks for early on. Uh, when they're looking to decide whether or not to trust a site. I think they want to see more consistent publishing. That being said, we've seen it work. Um, Now, if you're only putting two or three or four articles on the site, I don't know if it's really worth it at that point uh, because, again, Google's going to want to see more content. And so if you put four articles on, don't publish for a while, put four more on, don't publish for a while, and kind of have a really weird publishing schedule, that might just trigger all of Google's signals to say, oh, this site is doing some weird stuff. So is it the worst idea? I don't think so. Um, if you have the content ready and it's, you know, 10 or 15 articles, then yeah, I would, I'd say you might as well publish them because those articles could do something over the next six months. Um, but things change in six months. So you might end up deciding to put it off even longer than that. And then you'll have the content sitting up there doing nothing anyway. So um, really up to you. I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that you should avoid totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Anna? Um, yeah, I would say, like you kind of said, it's not exactly ideal because we kind of want you to keep writing content and a consistent schedule. But at the same time, one of the most important things, uh, you know, for creating content for a blog is time for articles to age. So yes, the more time that you put them out there, the more time Google has to find them and index them and potentially rank them. So if you can get some articles out there, great. But as soon as you can jump in there and consistently write and publish articles multiple times a week, the better and the faster you're going to get to building some authority and uh, ranking your articles. So, Okay, so next question is from Mad... 
H. Sudhan. Sorry if I totally butchered that. <laughs> anyway, so they say, I have a writer, and thanks to Ace Silver for encouraging me. Anyway, we have gone through the contract and everything else. He's ready to start writing. I've created a Google document with a title, headings with description, expected time, and previous articles for ideas only. I would like to know if there is anything else I can add to help him. In general, what info should I give him? Really, really good question here. Uh, also, congratulations on hiring a writer. That's a big step in the um, beginning of the the beginning of the beginning of the growing your team. I think that's pretty exciting. So, it sounds like I mean, just from what you described here, a Google Doc with title, subheadings, description, expected time, previous articles that they can reference for research. That's pretty solid. That's a a, a honestly. That's more than we give our writers uh, most of the time. We typically give them some sort of um, research prompt and maybe subheadings if we have specific subheadings in mind. But other than that, the probably the best thing that you can do is kind of arm your writer with the knowledge and ability to research. Um, the research is going to be key. If they are already pretty familiar with your niche, then um, they're going to have a lot of knowledge themselves. But if they're not super familiar with the niche, teaching them how to do good original research is probably one of the most valuable things uh, because they can write the words and you could probably go over the article, skim it in 15 minutes, um, you know, add your voice, you know, add in whatever links, whatever. Um, you could do that pretty easily. But if it's bad research and incorrect information, then the article is worthless. And so that's probably the only thing that I would probably suggest giving uh, to the writer is just some ongoing training about research. Um, giving them good resources to go to, kind of like you've already mentioned here, and then just good tactics for research. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say the more specific, the better. Yes. And um, if you really want something, make sure you include that. Yes. Because writers can't meet, read your mind. They're going to do the best they can, but really you are the owner of the article and it's your website. So make sure you give them detailed instructions to the best of your ability. Our next question is from Jin Du Jun, and they say, I'm a bit unsure about redirecting my articles after correcting and updating them. I have several articles that ranked pretty well in the past. All of them were on page one, and most of them were in the top three on that page. However, over the years, more and more people created content in that niche, and now many of my articles were pushed to position five to ten, or even page two. If I'm not mistaken, Income School said we redirect those articles because Google may have not liked those articles from the start and now might never rank them in the URL, with that URL rather. But what if Google liked my content in the past? Do I have to redirect? I found several articles that get a little bit of traffic, below 100 page views a month, but my keyword research was quite bad and they don't really make sense anymore for my website can i delete those articles okay um i think i understand the question here and i apologize if i get this wrong but just based on the question it sounds like you might misunderstand um the kind of the redirection or the purpose mm -hmm. of redirection so essentially in the battleship course or using the battleship method there's a couple different options when you're going through the content to see if it was a hit post kind of a miss post um, if there, if it is something that you need to rewrite and redirect, the purpose of the redirect really is, I guess, mainly because that article is probably still getting some traffic, um, and you don't want to lose that traffic from that page. 
However, you're right. You're wanting to rewrite the article completely um, because you can just do a much better job now. And so I don't really think that it's that Google may not have liked the articles from the start. I think it's just the fact that at this point of time, when you go do the battleship audit on your site, uh, that the articles just aren't getting that much traffic anymore, but they're still getting enough traffic that you don't want to lose it completely. Because if you go, I mean, if you have 10 articles and they are all getting 100 page views, I mean, if you cut those off completely, you'd lose 1,000 page views. Um, and if you're going to be rewriting an article on the exact same topic, um, it'd be good to have the old article pointing to the new article. So if that is still showing up in the rankings somewhere, uh, even for related search terms on the SERP, that those the people who find that page will automatically be redirected um, to the new page. And so overall, I think that I would still redirect. That would that would be my recommendation for you. If you're if you have posts that are getting some traffic but not a ton and you want to rewrite the article then i would rewrite it on a totally new url and then i would redirect the old one to the new one because then if the old one shows up in the google rankings someone clicks on the article it will bring them to the new article so you're essentially taking the traffic you used to get on the old article pointing them to the new article and that should help that article the new one rank faster and then for the second part, um, you said you have several articles that have a little bit of traffic below 100 page views a month, uh, but the keyword research was bad and they don't make any more sense for the site. Could you delete them? Yeah, you could. You'd lose the traffic. Um, I don't think I would, though. I don't think th I can't really think of a case where I would delete an article, even if it's not doing that much. Um, I've heard stories um, and I don't know if it's related or just circumstantial. I've heard stories where people delete some articles that just aren't doing that much. They had a drop in traffic. Again, I don't know if that was correlated, um, but I would just leave it. If it's not doing any harm to the site, um, then I would just leave it there. I think that that would probably, probably be the best option um, just because it is a little bit of traffic. I mean, the majority of us who have websites probably are our top posts are, you know, 20 or 30 articles, but we might have a hundred articles and the lower end of those only getting 50 or a hundred page views, but all of those do add up. And so even if the search analysis would bat was bad and the, the search volume is low, um, if you wouldn't go, if you go and delete all those, you could lose a couple thousand page views that you might as well keep. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody has that experience where, you know, you get some articles out there in the beginning and they don't get a whole lot of traffic, but some, but then you only improve in your writing and your formatting and just overall research that mm -hmm. you're including. And so that's just building upon those articles. And that has been really good practice yeah. for you. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that I took that in the right direction. That, that was based on what you were asking. If not, I apologize. <laughs> All right. Next question is from Bus5OJP, and they say, I'm personally leaning toward the 1,000 to 1,250 word response post just being a dying breed in terms of usefulness. I don't see them ranking well anymore, at least in the niches I'm in. Just checking out a 1,000 word response post no longer beats even Quora or Reddit now from what I've seen. They just sit in position four or five on the first page below even the forums. Even 1,500 words doesn't cut it now, it seems, and I'm being as thorough and complete as possible in my answers. I'm working on the assumption that all my content has got to be a staple post, meaty 2,000 words plus preferably 2,500 words plus to be even low competition queries now. It seems Google is giving more weight back to the forums in the rankings. 
And I take the point about original research, but it's not possible in all niches like troubleshooting, problem solving, where people just want specific steps and original research doesn't make sense or isn't possible. Can you still chuck up 1,200 word posts and have them rank number one above forums just like a few years ago? There are so many factors (laughs) that go into this question. Um, It sounds like from your experience in your niche, you are seeing that the longer posts are doing better. That's totally possible that that's true. Um, I'll talk about a couple of the first things that come to my mind. Like I said, there's so much that goes into this. It's really like the whole conversation of search analysis um, and kind of testing and looking at topics, looking at the size of the topic, looking at the search intent, um, search volume. There's just so much there. Um, and so I'll just kind of talk about a couple of things. So the first thing that kind of came to my mind was um, with posts that you say, you know, you used to be able to do 1,250 words a couple of years ago. They're not working anymore. Um, what is everyone else in the industry doing? If you go and look, you know, aside from the forums and that sort of thing, if you have other blog content out there on the SERP, what are they doing? Are they also writing 1,000 word articles or are they writing 2,000 word articles? I think that there is something to be said about kind of what the industry standard is. Not only industry standard, but I think about just the size of the topic. Um, you can write a 1,000 word article on pretty much any topic, but you may not be able to cover some nuances or some of the the lesser important pieces of information that still might be important for some people um, that you might be able to cover in a 2,000 word article. And so in that case, maybe a 2,000 word resource, if there's no fluff in it, could be more valuable than the 1,000 word resource and you might end up ranking better with a 2,000 word resource. Um, I, I think it's possible. I think that's where some analysis would need to come in. I think you should look through the SERPs. Um, as far as uh, like Quora, Reddit, those types of sites, um, I think that those rank pretty often because there's some really direct answers given by real people. Um, and not only a few answers, usually there's hundreds of answers there. And so for queries where people are really interested to know what other people think, yeah, I think those are going to rank higher up in the SERP than on other search queries. Overall, do I think that response posts are quote-unquote dead? No, definitely not. Uh, we write response posts all the time and rank number one, number two. Um, we have in the past got a ton of snippets. I know some of you have lost snippets on your site. Uh, we have two. We've lost some snippets across the board, and um, a lot of our response posts used to get snippets too. Um, and some still do, depending on the site. So I think that response posts are definitely still worth writing, especially for beginners, uh, because a lot of times the topics that we write response posts for, they're long tail, very they're long search phrases. And so it doesn't require 2,000 words. Um, a lot of people get really hung up on the length of the content when it's really just about the quality and the research that goes into it. So keep writing response posts. Um, we will still recommend writing response posts. I actually did see this thread in the community. I think it's a really interesting thread uh, just to see what different people in different industries are experiencing. Um, industries where there's more competition, yeah, longer posts are going to be more normal. Um, where there's less competition, like hobbies, uh, response posts will do just fine. So it really just depends. You really just need to do your own analysis for your own niche. Um, but thanks for sharing your insights here. And thank you for everyone who participated in this thread. If you haven't seen it, I should just go into the community and check it out. It's all about the response post. So, um, yeah. And any other thoughts that you had on the topic? Yeah, I like, I just want to add on to looking at 
the competition, you know, what is ranking for that search term right yeah. now? How long are those first few articles? Mm-hmm. You know, if they're doing a thousand words, you know, step it up a bit and try a longer post with, of course, more original yeah. research, make yeah. it a better resource. How can you beat out those um, other articles that are ranking up high? Another thing is basically just, you know, using your intuition, how long does this actually need to be? You know, we give suggestions in the search analysis tool, but that's, that's rather like a guideline, Mm -hmm. you know, but you can always change it based on what you think it should be. Now for cook for folks, um, most of the articles I've been doing and the writers have been doing up until now have been about 2000 word posts. And they've been seeming to, they've seemed to rank really well and really fast. Uh, Now we're getting a little bit more, we are getting authority in the space and some eat expertise, authoritativeness and trustworthiness. And so I think Google is starting to trust us. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to start experimenting more with those shorter posts just to see what that authority can do. And uh, maybe because Google is giving us a little more clout, maybe we'll be able to rank with those shorter articles. I think that's a really good point that you bring that up because cooking is a huge, very competitive space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so longer posts generally, especially on kind of how-to topics. I mean, even a recipe is a how, essentially a how-to topic. Um, And so it makes sense that those would be a lot longer Mm -hmm. or longer in general. Um, Whereas if you're doing a niche on backpacking or something, you know, I'm not any backpacker niches don't come after me, but it's probably just a little less competitive. It's, uh, and so you probably will have better success with the response posts there. But I will say some of those long tail keywords that we are writing about 2000 mm-hmm. words are now getting more than 3000 yeah. page views yep. a month. So that's pretty that's pretty yep. good in my opinion. So you but oh, yeah. you just really need to determine for yourself yep. what do you think that article deserves to be. Definitely. All right. Well, that was it for today's podcast. We really appreciate you listening to the blogging podcast and have a wonderful rest of your day. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.